Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Monday, and what a beautiful day it is out right now. 65 and sunny, and a bunch of more beautiful days ahead here. But that doesn't even matter, because Lori and Julia, the two most beautiful women in radio, are here to make this day even brighter. Flattery will get you everywhere. That's right. Think how excited the kids are today. They they can show their costume. They don't have to be bundled up like usual. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, like back uh, 91, when we had uh, 12 inches of snow or whatever it was. I think on- last year it was nice, too, because we ran out of... Uh, the box of 24 Snickers bars because Casey had probably eaten four. (laughs) That'll happen. And then we only had 20 left and it was a warm night like today. And so he got the 48 box. Yeah. yeah. And I brought Grant went in and Casey's like, there's only 47. (laughs) And I said, I'm giving Grant a candy bar. What if we run out? I go, we are not going to have 47 children. You know, well, I appreciate house. the Snickers bar. I'm not going to lie. That yeah. Was very oh, nice. Full size. But the full size are smaller than they used to be. And yeah. everything is shrunk. Even the Twinkies, when they brought those back, they made them smaller. Everything shrunk. Yeah. That's <laughs> not everything. Hey, not all. everything. That's, That's right. <laughs> That's right. Anyone got a weekend claim to fame? That they want to share with the group? Yeah, I'll do quickly. Mine. Okay. I went to two football games on Saturday, which was a lot of fun. I made it over to St. Thomas. I heard you. Yeah, to go. I could hear from my house. Oh, uh, yeah. You can hear the loudspeaker. Loud, yeah. That's the best the, place to see a game. Oh, such so beautiful. a beautiful, intimate stadium there. I yeah, saw them play University of San Diego, St. Thomas won. And, you know, St. Thomas has lost like two games since they've joined the Division, Division one. 1 and these are the same kids that were playing Division 3 and they jumped into Division 1 and they are good. So enough I I just want to give them a good shout out. Yeah. Congratulations to St. Thomas. They beat my Toreros. Over at halftime, made it over to the Gopher football game. Oh my gosh, the sports of Palooza. They crushed it. And they crushed it. That was, It was just a beautiful day to be oh, outside. Yeah, it really was. It was fun. So I got to do that. How about you guys? I played so much tennis. I couldn't have been happier. Are you supposed to be out in the sun with that I, procedure? I had so much sunscreen on, Lori. I was white. I looked like the zinc oxide uh, surfer. She's okay, wearing a good. beekeeper costume. Oh, I had so much fun. I played with Justin and Brittany on Saturday and Sunday. I played with my team, and we just no one wanted to leave. We just kept playing and yeah, playing and it was playing. So it was so beautiful. It was yeah. so fun. Mm-hmm. And Casey was my prisoner of love. He did do yeah. it. He did. I told him he looked like uh, Papillon. He looked like Dustin Hoffman's character in that nineteen. 19- 72 movie Papillon. Everyone Steve can McQueen. glean what that looks right. like right now. <laughs> well, it's a, a guy in a prisoner outfit with a little pair of uh, glasses on. And last year, Casey at a Halloween bonfire party that we went to, his contacts like melted to his eyes. 
Mm. He was Squid Game, and we were around the fire, and he had the mask on, but it took him, like, his eyes burned for a couple of days. So he's like, I got to wear my glasses. I said, I will call you Papillon, my prisoner of love. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, Did people favorite, know what you guys were? Uh, yeah, the devil. In case he had a sign, the devil made me do it. Good, but yeah. um, my favorite costume was this gal who was just dressed like a blonde, sexy girl. Um, but she had on one of those fake, deep-breasted cleavage things that you put on, and then you put a shirt over. But the the melons look very realistic. They're almost bubbling. Mm. Um, they're like similar to what Pamela Anderson, you know, Lily James used to film. Yes. She had a pair a day. Yes, they she look did. so realistic. It's, as opposed to how about that Instagram Madonna did topless? Oh. Where she has breast implants now to go with her butt implants. And they she don't just, even look like boobs. They, they no, they don't. They're she mod- had the best boobs. Yeah, she had the best body. I don't know what is going on. No, she's got web breasts. I think it's interesting when a 62-year-old woman gets implants. Well, she might have gotten them a few years ago. We haven't seen Just get I a tuck up, pick them, yeah. them up a little bit. I know? bet she got it during the pandemic. She's gotten them a while ago. Who knows? Maybe she nursed Rocco and Lourdes and, uh, you know. No, I know. I just they but deflated. They're implants. They're implants. I, she never Begin. had big breasts in her life. She never did because we saw well, all her like dance big, videos. They were like thirty six, you know, like a thirty six Z or something like that. She had a good rack for sure, um, but now she's got webbed boobs. Yes, I'm really glad I didn't dress up as Madonna. I couldn't have pulled that off. I need those fake boobs that that lady. She was really. Yeah, you do wow. now. I was shocked though. She is. I sent it to her right away Saturday. I morning. know. And I was just like, oh yeah. Oh, no, here we go. All right. Here we What's go. going on? Well, I got one question. Yeah. yeah. I'm eating a Snickers. There's yeah. nuts in the Snickers, Lori. Yes. Are what are nuts. we going to do about the people that are allergic to nuts? I'm not Boom. doing. Do anything. you think I care? That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh man. Oh, do you think I care? What was that kid? What was his thing? No, he had a peanut allergy. You said to him, boo, do Do you you think think I I care? care. That's right. The one, his sister got a candy bar and she's like, do you have anything for my little brother? He's got a peanut allergy and you look right at him. Boo. Oh, do you think I care? No. Mm -mm. Take the candy bar that we have or don't. I mean, this could be a long Halloween life for that kid. Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) It would be a tough, tough uh, once a year deal. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, God, that made me laugh. I know it. We Thank you, Grant. Yeah, bring that I up. told Grant, you got to play that today because that was just a classic Classic moment. Halloween moment. Classic, <laughs> classic <laughs> moment. The best Halloween moment was the year that Casey and I, we, like, made our porch be spooky, played spooky music, and then we hid in the bushes and scared kids as they came up our stairs. And Casey... Was like I a, would never go back to your oh, house again. Oh, I know. I know it. I know <laughs> oh, it. Oh, my word. Yeah, Casey was like, that might be a little too rough for oh, these kids. My, you know, if we, you knew them, fine, but strangers. We did know them, but we didn't look anything like ourselves. Oh. We had blood dripping down of our, our mouths. I was like a you know a gothic vampire, and Casey was like a dead cowboy. Well, that's a common prank, though. You know, you get the scarecrow sitting in the rocking chair by right. the house that's acting really still, and then right. when the kids come, you kind of freak them out, you know? But it's, people is, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We used to have houses on our block growing up, and I would just be like, in the daylight, that house is too scary. I'm not even going on that porch. Right. <laughs> no way, no way am I yeah. going on that porch. 
the, the you'd always have little different images about people in your neighborhood, what they look like, and if they ate people. I mean, you just would have these scary oh, stories yeah. in your mind if their house didn't look that welcoming. Did you see CBS Sunday Morning yesterday, and mm-hmm. they had the story about the witch witch's house? No, no they're Lori the Cobble. Um, they're called Storybook Homes. Storybook Homes. Yeah. I was obsessed. That's I have it right here. They were used. It was a quirky fad in the twenties, right. where people would make their homes look like the homes, like you Snow would white and the seven dwarfs. Yes, that with was the, the roof line would come roll wrap under and the gutter and um it makes me want to go to that house i can't believe they said it's the most popular attraction in hollywood and i'm like we have never been Been. i was obsessed yeah same storybook homes Homes. it was the witch's house and that a guy bought it he was a real estate agent in the 90s and he was bringing a client through there and the client says i'm tearing this down i just want the property and the guy's like no hell no looking at this home it is so cool. It is it's so, so cool. cool, and you took a tour through it, and everything in it is a little quirky, a little crooked, a little oh. off, and he's preserved it. I was obsessed with that same. story yesterday. Yeah, the same, and it looks like it's right in Hollywood, so yeah. I'm yes, sure it'd be it easy is. enough to find. I can't it. believe we've never been there. It, yes. You know, Pathetic. it just sounds Julia. so We've got to quit going to bars. There you go. <laughs> and shopping. All right, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. So one of the things on, you know, Halloween Day, if it's on a weekday, the morning, almost all the, the shows have a big hoo-ha, big, a lot of, a lot of fun. But GMA did not dress up today. First I noticed time that. they never dressed up. And all I could think of, did George and Robin just say no? They weren't going to do it. They just said no because TJ wasn't even on, and he's usually on with them. He yeah, today. over at the Today Show, they crushed it. They did a kind of a tribute to Las Vegas, and Hoda and Savannah wore little Cirque du Soleil they look cute. outfits. Uh, um, Al Roker was just crushing it. Is Sammy Davis Jr. really geist? Was Elvis? Even Jenna Bush was a pretty good Celine Dion. She was. And so they were they were having fun, and I tuned in to CBS. I don't know that they've ever dressed up over there on that morning no. show. I've never seen that. Then, um, um, and we posted some of the best celebrity costumes that are out there. Um, Lizzo was several things, but she really she really crushed it. Um, As Marge Simpson, Marge she Simpson, was great. She, she was, was really great. good. The mm-hmm. ladies at the View. Did a little film thing, and they dressed as their favorite TV characters. Joy Behar came out as Peg Bundy. Um, Sarah Haynes was Moira Rose. Whoopi was someone Mm -hmm. from The Hands Made Tale. Sunny was the queen from Bridgerton. And then Anna Navarro was Charo in an outfit that she wore on the love boat. And after they all said their highs, 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 who comes coochie-cooching out of the side the actual Charo, dressed in the same outfit, wearing the original outfit that she wore in the 70s. I love that. It's so cute. We posted that for you. And then the show went completely off the rails because then they had kids come out in costumes. Why? Just trick-or-treating on stage? I'm not really sure. They brought out the wardrobe um, supervisor who... Um, she introduced a costume inspired by this year's Hot Topic segments. So with children well, that's just... that's kind of funny. That's we, funny, Lori. It was, but 
Um, like the kid dressed in a car dealership inflatable with money glued to the sides. But the Oscar slap was a little kid in a gold statue with a red mm. handprint on the face. And that is the symbol that they use for missing and murdered oh, indigenous okay. women. And so people were just like, Ay, well, the best, yay. the ask, best Oscar slap was on um, Saturday Night Live. They did a, you know, like a post award show, red carpet. Yeah. So they did a post Halloween party. I have not watched an entire episode live of Saturday Night Live. I can't even think of when. And I watched the whole thing, and they were so funny. But they had a guy with the slap, and it was just the hand, the hand, the, the stuff to the yeah, face, right, right, right. Which was so funny and drunk Dora, yeah. and then they had other. I thought it was you could have done that, but not on a child. I think that was yeah, it feels weird. It feels yeah, weird. It was feels a little, little kid. He was just like an Oscar statue. She was an Oscar statue, but people were like really because like that is the thing, yeah. you know, of the, the a symbol that they use. For that, so you know. Otherwise, I thought it was a pretty good show, and each of the gals uh, dressed a couple times, and I really loved that they had Charo out, and they gave her a guitar, and she led everyone in a sing along. Love it. I'm just like she's Love left. It. She's left her Beverly Hills mansion, and then uh, uh, there were a lot of sexy costumes. You know, the Casa Amigas party. Every celebrity in Hollywood turned out on Saturday night for, for that. the old tequila brand by Clooney mm-hmm. and. Uh, What's his name? What's his name? Cindy Crawford's husband. Rand. Rand. Gerber, Gerber yeah. I like the Riverdale gals, Camilla Mendes, Madeline Petch, and Lily Reinhardt. They were the Sanderson sisters for Hocus Pocus. Yes, that was cute. A that, costume. That was so cute because you got a blonde, a redhead, and the brunette. Diddy was a pretty good joker. Olivia Rodrigo was Betty Boop. I was just happy that a young person knew who right. Betty Boop was. My grandpa had Betty Boop tattooed. Oh yeah, he did right not. here, boop 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 on his forearm, and he'd go like that, and then she'd like shake and shimmy. My Those ex- used to be the old ones where they would make their boobs move or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah he'd make her dance. Yeah, I first was, remember who framed Roger Rabbit that yes, movie. Yes, that's yes, how yes. you guys learned about. That's Betty how Boop. I learned about Betty Boop because she was included in that mm-hmm. movie back in the day. But yeah. she really was in the the Star Tribune. We have this posted. Um, did their pet costume winners mm-hmm. and cinnamon and um sammy won um robin hood look you oh, know they oh, have yeah, that's but so there's cute. some other really fun ones and then some of the cutest pictures i saw were like little little girls like three and four years old dressed as old old women hysterical <laughs> Just yeah. hysterical. Well, I just I think some toddlers out of character stuff is so funny. Dressed as Ted Lasso with just a fake little mustache, a polo shirt, a whistle, yeah, khaki pants. So cute. Um, I did, I did uh, tape Kelly and Ryan this morning, and they aired a rerun. They didn't have their Halloween show. My mom said it was so good, like it always. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And I'm like, what the hell? Where's the Halloween show? So I don't know why they would... Wouldn't have aired that today. And it said on the, you know. Steve was there. No, he wasn't. He didn't. No one saw him in the Twin Cities today. Yeah, he was supposed to be doing something with that. But that that the Halloween extravaganza did Did not air air over there on that other station. Hmm. And then Tamara Hall did sort of an under the sea Jerry, um, you know, uh, what's his name? Married to Jerry Jerry O'Connell on the talk. They. He was teasing that they had pretty good outfits. I bet they did. Because yeah. he seems like he'd go all in. Yeah, yeah. Natalie Morales was Wednesday, and Amanda Klutz was Michelle Pfeiffer in that all latex cat suit outfit. Yes. And um, I don't know what Jerry was. And, you know, I know, um, I just kind of, you know, was very disappointed because Kelly and Ryan, they, they start they, working on that. You're so funny. Because they taped the segments. They did so funny. Say yes to the dress. My mom had to fill me in on everything. You can go look at it online. I know, I know. But I really do wonder what happened over there at that other station that they aired. Right. The wrong episode. A rerun. They might have. So, anyway. um, And I just want to say that. Oh, Julie and I love candy corn, so you're not going to hear any candy corn, you know, trash talk over here on this station love today. Corn. Love candy corn. Love but the Monster Mash. Yeah. We're children of the candy love corn. Love Halloween. Julia. Mm-hmm. Children of the corn. We're children of the candy corn. Oh, there we go. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break. Grant. Tell us what's happening. I heard you set up a big traffic jam somewhere. Yeah, there was quite a big traffic jam. So, um, this morning, I had an encounter with Casey. I don't usually see him on Monday morning. We're just kind of like uh, ships passing in the morning um, dark. And he comes home and he goes, what's the deal with Howard Stern and Bruce Springsteen and and and, and Bruce's wife, Patty? And I go, I don't know. He goes, well, I was just listening to the interview that Howard did with Springsteen yes. this morning. And he said, Patty isn't here because she has a long memory and she's Sicilian. Patty Scalfa, his wife. Oh, it sounds good. Yeah. So there's well, a beef between Howard Stern and Bruce Springsteen's wife. Well, if wife. you grew up listening to Howard, Howard took many shots at the boss over the years. Yes. And... So Bruce has never been on the show, but Howard, remember how long his radio career has been? Forever. Forever. And um, Bruce, I just listened to maybe only 20 minutes of it so far, but he was killing it with Howard. And he just, yeah, I heard the very reference. Patty's not here because she has a long memory, Howard. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was kind of great. He, he told Howard that... Uh, um, if you get a chance to listen to it, it's really good. And if you're a Bruce fan, of course you have to. But he revealed a few. Th- he told Howard he'll never retire unless he was incapacitated. 
Love it. Why would a rock and roll mm-hmm. person? And why yeah. would you ever say it? I'm done. I'm done doing yeah. live shows. Don't. Yeah. He said he could do his Broadway show forever. Mm-hmm. And he has enough different kinds of music that will allow him to keep going. He has a studio in his house. He employs a full time engineer and producer. Nice. He had so much fun recording this cover album. Um, be- when does it come out? Uh, a week from Friday, November eleventh, okay. and um, he said he was lucky that his songs "Fire," "Blinded by the Light," and "Because the Night" were recorded by the Pointer Sisters, Manfred Mann. People always forget "Blinded by the Light" mm-hmm. is a Springsteen song by Manfred and Patti Smith because they were never going to be hits for him. He told Stern when David David Bowie recorded two of his songs. At a famous Philly studio, Bruce took the bus from New Jersey to Philadelphia. He said, um, you know, that's the only way he could get there. And he told Howard that he was with Clarence Clemens when he died. Clarence was in a coma and dying from cancer. And Bruce played Land of Hopes and Dreams on his guitar in Clarence's room. Little That's te- a sweet thing to know. Isn't that's it? really sweet. His brother, his nephew Jake, and a few other people... Um, he played several songs live. He called Tougher Than the Rest, which he performs with his wife, Patty, his best love song. Oh, he also cited Clive Davis for prompting him to write Spirit in the Night and Blinded by the Light. He played parts of Rosalita and talked about the real life mother who tried to get a restraining order against him when Rosalita was just 15. And he said, I was the most mild mannered 15 year old ever. Right. He played. It's hard to be a saint in the city uh, for Howard. Remember how he auditioned for John Hammond at CBS records. He said, I was basically homeless living in a sleeping bag on my buddy's floor. And he also talked about depression and love. He started going to therapy when he was 32. He called his first divorce devastating. Mm hmm. Because he got busted in love on a balcony in Rome on tour. That's how with, that with his not, with, wife not with not, Patty. yeah with Patty. I okay. said he had to do the work that because Howard's like, why did you go to therapy? He said I had to do the work to learn how to be loved. And um, we've got to take your ass there, and your mind will follow. And Patty and I were both outsiders, so it's. Uh, pretty good interview maybe we'll have some outtakes from it tomorrow but he was on for like two hours and 15 minutes wow but i love that bruce got in the thing about his sicilian wife and having a long long uh memory and then um taylor swift but about tied with barbara streisand for the female artist with the most number one albums time midnight's is doing very very well it's the biggest album of the year of the year what it sell? One point six million yeah, in copies. The first week. Wow! Mm-hmm. It broke seventy three records around the world. Yeah, yeah. That was that's pretty so pretty she, amazing. She's beating Harry's house by quite a bit. And over in the UK, Taylor's record "Midnight's" beat the Arctic Monkeys' new album "The Car," and it's the band's first album to not debut at number one in the UK. So Taylor Swift rock blocked Arctic Monkeys. No oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. But um, so anyway, she's uh, yeah doing, uh, you know, her cats are doing very, very well. Eating very well. That Olivia Benson and Meredith Grey. There she's that album's good. It is good. It I really mean, is good. 
Antihero is number one. So, yeah, she's doing really well. Yesterday, CMT had their tribute to Loretta Lynn. Oh, yeah. It's going to re-air on November 2nd at 7 o'clock p.m. Which, which is Wednesday night? Or November 6th at 10 a.m. So if you want to set your DVR, it's called Coal Miner's Daughter, a celebration of the life and music of Loretta Lynn. It took place at the Grand Old Opry. Listen to... Who played, you guys? It was... Um, a who's who, right? It was a who's who. Keith Urban covered You're Looking at Country. And a very... Uh, you know, she was 90 years old. And she always said to make it, you have to be different, greater first. I think I was just a little different. And people who watch the show said you were reminded that she was all three. She was different, great, and first. And I guess Winona and Larry Strickland... Opened with How Great Thou Art. Oh, I love that. That song. I love that. I love that song. song. And then Alan Jackson sang Where Her Heart Has Always Been, a moving tribute that he originally wrote about his mom's passing. And then Faith Hill was just like very emotional. Taylor Swift appeared via, via video. Casey Musgraves, I guess, laughed about being a nine-year-old singing Fist City and You Ain't Woman Enough to Love My Man, you know, being this. And then um, Darius. She also dressed as um, the book, The Giving Tree. Oh. Casey Musgraves. That was yeah, her Halloween costume. She was in a really tree. Really cool. It was that Joel Silverman wrote that book or whoever. Yeah. It's funny because we were just talking about it on the tennis court yesterday. And all of a sudden they see her, her dressed dress as up. The Giving That's Tree. cute. And I'm like, oh gosh, here's that book, that book that everyone had. It's true, and it's true. Every my, uh, yeah, everyone. I had think that kids book. still have that book. I think so, yeah. but I remember it was everywhere. Right. Um, and then in some gender bending that worked, that I think shows the strength of her song. I guess Darius Rucker delivered a Fist City that was unbelievable, and George Strait saying, "Don't come home a drinking with loving on your mind." And Margot Price performed The Pill. Jenna Bush Hager talked about how that song was banned from country radio. Well, that sounds like a cool event. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it is. And I guess the emotional high point was when uh, Loretta Lynn's granddaughter, Emmy Russell, first time she's performed on stage without her grandmother looking at her, and Willie Nelson's son, Lucas, sang Lay Me Down, a gorgeous song that Loretta Lynn and Willie Nelson recorded in 2016, the only duet by those two. Wow. So maybe we can find Lay Me Down. So I guess that was like the big thing. And then Coal Miner's Daughter was uh, sung by the High Women, which is led by Brandy Carlisle, Amanda Shires. Lay so, me, it was the, the grandson. Who was it? Lay Me Down. And what was the song? Who sang Emmy it? Emmy Russell and Lucas Nelson. Okay. Lay Me Down. I, I, you know, I don't know if that's even, if it's out there, but Loretta Lynn and Willie Nelson actually recorded that. As a duet. So if you want to uh, tape or DVR CMT or it's going to replay because I totally forgot about it. I found it here. Just give me a second to get it? through this little uh, okay. commercial. Little this, is, this is Emmy Russell and Lucas Nelson sing Lay Me Down. Here we go. I'll be at peace. Pretty, pretty cute. All right. So do, is there anything else we want to say about any other musical topics before we shut this chapter and move on to the chapter know. that scandalized well, well, the 40... TV watchers this weekend or TV people this weekend? No, I don't know. No. It's the 40th anniversary of um, Thriller. Oh, yeah. oh. 
Remember they're and doing I love the, that album. They're it's doing the double one. album, right? Yeah. Yep, With, they are. And the documentary and, about it. And, and the gal who played Michael Jackson's love interest in the mm-hmm. video, Ola Ray. Yes. She was 23 at the time, and she was a former Playboy centerfold, so I, she did not think she would get cast because Michael was a huge Jehovah's Witness. Oh. And um, she did get cast. They had kind of a, you visit my... or you come visit my trailers kind of a thing for a little oh, bit. Oh, really? Just a little bit. And she said, they were so great together in that video. Yeah, it was video. funny, yeah. but then um, things didn't go well because oh. Michael had made an arrangement that he was going to be with someone else during this the second part of filming Thriller. And oh, dear. she ended up suing Michael Jackson two months before he died. Oh, oh really? For mm-hmm. not getting paid enough for I don't know. I'm going to find that out. All right. Good well, tease. That good, we're good, gonna find out. Good tease. There's only one person in Hollywood that's happy about this news. Uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. I sent this to Grant on Saturday, and I sent it to my brother, and I told <laughs> Casey, "I'm like, oh my gosh, Netflix's series The Witcher, which is based on a book series. It's a supernatural store where." Um, you know, uh, Henry Cavill plays a monster hunter named Geralt. What's his name? Geralt of River. Yes. River. 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 Whatever it's. Anyway, yeah. But he's uh, the Witcher is what we mm-hmm. know him as. Oh. And we had to wait. Like the first season aired in 2019. That then we had ago. to wait two years yeah. for the second. And the third will air sometime in 2023. But we go into the third season knowing that Henry Cavill's blank yet beautiful face portraying the beautiful main character, Gerald. I mean, he's so good because he doesn't have that much dialogue. Right. You know? mm-hmm. And, uh, but anyway, he's, it's done. And Liam Hemsworth will replace him in t- the fourth episode, which will be 20, season. 25. And I bet it's the last Shame. episode. Well, why did Henry Cavill want to leave the series? I mean, well, I kind of thought that this brought him back some credibility after we had all those rumors about him, his movies and dating women very inappropriately young. So Netflix does three season deals. Oh, all right. Okay, so he has three seasons. Mm -hmm. He said, my journey as Geralt of Riva has been filled with both monsters and adventures and alas. I will be laying down my medallion and my sword. So somebody wrote this for him. I love it. In my stead. So he's even talking like the witch. Yes, love it. (laughs) The fantastic Mr. Liam Hemsworth will be taking up the mantle of the white wolf. I pass the torch with reverence. Blah, 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 blah. Fans are not happy, Julia, about this. And no offense to him. I don't have any interest in The Witcher without Henry Cavill. He is The Witcher. Yes. Right? Grant, don't you think? He's okay. Uh, Apparently, yeah. he's okay with moving on, though. Well, yeah, he is. So the story kind of is, deal, yeah. he lobbied for this role because he loved the book right? series. Okay. And Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. And Cavill's he was, cousin. He was so into the source material, became a source of conflict between him and the showrunners because he wanted to stick with the books, and they did not. He wanted Got more it. dialogue to keep his character consistent with the books and the games. They had a different vision for the character, like a strong but silent hottie who doesn't make waves, which is definitely Liam. 
So anyway, he Liam Hemsworth is the only one who's happy about it by all. <laughs> oh yeah, the, that's all I can think of because he just is the Witcher. Yeah. So for the fourth season will be done. I'll be done watching. Yep. After this third season, and Cavill Henry's too much of a gentleman, but I think he's relieved to get back on the big screen. And Liam can use The Witcher as a launching pad if he's successful to movies. I I, I quit watching that after two episodes. I couldn't understand what was going on and didn't care enough. I really? Just did, I didn't care about that character. I just oh. didn't. I don't know oh. why. I liked it. I liked it. I didn't. But, you know, it's got the supernatural yeah, kind of aspect to it. and But he is just such a great white wolf, Gerald is. Yeah. No. Nope. So, anyway, I guess there's a prequel that we're going to see, like, four episodes of in... I don't know that he's in it, but we're not even going to see this till next summer, season three, with Cavill. So, Liam, we can just... It'll be like it doesn't it, exist. Yeah, it'll be so far down the it'll road, three so years down, down the road, road, that why even worry about it? And then the House of the Dragon showrunners have let us know wah, we wah. won't see that. Until like 2024 or 25. 2024. I know. <laughs> I saw that last Friday. And I oh. read between the lines on this, and basically these showrunners said they weren't sure that it was going to be successful. And they didn't start, they didn't have a filming plan for season two. HBO had kind of a wait and see if it sticks. They were so... um, Kind of the same thing for the Amazon Lord of the Rings, though. Because that's ended and they don't have... I was Googling it because we just watched the final episode. And um, we're saying, well, when's the next season coming back? And they're kind of, there's not anything really out there about that either. No, I think that they filmed that. They've have filmed a couple years of it. Really? I didn't read I didn't read that. Yeah. Okay. And well, the maybe. Vanity Fair thing that I did, they have a five year plan for that show. Oh, they do at yeah. least. Okay. But I think that's too long to go between the dragon stuff. And this is I think what the power with the game power problem with the Game of Thrones the final season too, because they waited a couple of years and it comes out. People this show started with a whimper and ended with a bang and now we can't see it until twenty twenty four. They're just starting to put the plan together. We have to, to film. read books, people. Yeah. We've got so many great books ideas. But the thing is, is that it's weird because this the books are already done for this. This is very odd that there wasn't a contingent plan in place. They're thinking it would because be they successful. Said, These the people that ended the season are the cast that will go into the next seasons. But Yet there's no next season. Yeah, that's just kind of disappointing. I thought so too. I saw it yeah, last I week and I'm like, like ah. on. Don't expect it in 23, but sometime in in 24, the chief content officer. How would you like to have that job title, you guys, at HBO or Uh-oh. Netflix? Chief content officer. Oh, Not a CEO, not a COO. Now we have CCOs. I like uh, it. We're the chief content very, officers around here. I would say that's the yeah. truth. Everything yeah. that goes on the air. We don't know what we're talking about next, but it'll be something vague and turn into something, you know, who knows what. But anyway, he was very vague. And he said, I'm not being coy. There's just so many unknowns. And we're just starting to put the plan together. This sounds like a chief content officer who doesn't have a clue. Well, what they I okayed. think what was happening is that whole network, if you call it that, yeah. was in transition with Discovery, with yeah. the purchasing of whoever bought it and owns half the world on that side, you know. And then didn't they table a bunch of shows they, that are costing people money yes, now? Yes, the they Scooby-Dooby-Doo thing yeah. and then the Batgirl right. thing. I mean, they. so there's, 
I think everything was in flex until they had the new people in place to make decisions. Maybe. Because that's too big of a budget. That's just my idea. They're playing with our emotions. Yes, they are. Between The Witcher and this House of Dragon news. I wonder when they're going to come out with, you know, the next season of our other show over on Amazon, the one I dropped. Power of the Ring? Power of the Ring, yeah. I mean, I, we were just talking about yeah, that. Lori think, thinks there's I a, think it is next September, but I... I don't think you're right. All right, maybe I'm not, Hopefully. but I could have sworn in the Vanity Fair thing that they had a five-year plan for this, which is why they said it was going to be a billion dollars, because so they they'd can, already budgeted good. the money. And I guess sometime in 2024. Oh, wow. Maybe these. There was some speculation that Amazon was fast tracking the production of the second season, which began. um, I wonder how much of that they CGI after they film it, because the fantastical landscapes in the Power of Rings, that's got to employ a lot of people uh, doing that kind of stuff. So I wonder I love if that they show. film with a green and the screen. Ending. Oh my I know. word. <laughs> yeah, I was very upset that there weren't two more episodes. Oh, that it was gone on and on yeah. and on. Well, you know what ended with a whimper? American Gigolo. No, I last didn't even night. watch. I, I'm so behind on that one. Really? Okay. I've got one. I've got just this last one to laugh. Uh, okay. I looked at Casey and I said, all right, there were two reasons to watch this. One, how high? John Bernthal. Yes. How high okay. Is. And all the good sex scenes and the nudity and just how beautiful. And he goes, okay, I get it. I get it. And I said, and uh, Rosie O'Donnell is Joan Sunday. Yes. I would watch a whole season of shows of Joe Sun- Joan Sunday solving crime. God, she she's good. a fantastic she's an epic detective. <laughs> she's a hard ass for sure. Yeah. But the story, you know, I mean, it, it fell down around itself. Okay, good. A little bit. Because well, I kind of dropped... Yeah, right behind on that there one. is so it's so one good. amazing hot sex scene in the last episode that is worth it. Quite frankly, you know, I right. can endorse <laughs> speed up to it, you know, <laughs> uh, and and also you get Joan Sunday. You know, she was the reason I watched. She, she was good. Rosie and John Bernthal. But um, yeah, gosh, darn it. It it. Yeah, it just, I would say that bummer. crumbled in on itself. Okay. Well, I'm still going to watch it. Yeah, bummer, watch it. Bummer, bummer. Yeah, watch it. And it's got that great beginning, you know, call me Blondie and he's in the car. And the beginning is great. Yeah. The some people say great. the last scene of his half boot that he's got on this kind of the um, suede half boot yeah, with yeah. the tan, that no r- r- rich, self respecting. Hollywood man of the night would be caught wearing those shoes. Oh, that that's was like funny. one of the funniest. That's funny. That's a funny observation. Isn't it? Because yeah, I that's was a just funny like, observation. I was just like, it's, you know, I, didn't, I never even thought twice about it. You know, <laughs> I was like more looking at his sunglasses and his beautiful profile, his hair, how the song Call Me Never Gets Old, that shot going down Malibu Pacific Coast Highway. Beautiful. You know? The car. The car. Oh. Where you do get to see a Malibu house that I think you'd quite like, given that it is your nice. fondness for... Oh, this, a new one? Yes, a new one. Oh, and the last one. Yeah. Oh. So that might, maybe that might make me it. tune into it. Yeah. All right, we're going to... Just gonna... watch the last episode, Julia. Just skip all the other ones. I think I might. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia. 
For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 